0: This episode is the 16th in a series of 100 on corporate finance, so let's pick up where we left off um, with portfolio um, weight, uh, asset weights, right? Uh, So once an IB or PE analyst knows the portfolio weight for a given asset, she or he can calculate the return of the portfolio or the expected return. Here, the return on the portfolio is the weighted average of the returns on the investments in the portfolio, where the weights uh, correspond to portfolio weights. So, your return on portfolio A, uh, in theory, would be equal to open parentheses uh, asset one portfolio weight close parentheses open parentheses asset one return close parentheses plus um, open parentheses asset two portfolio weight close parentheses uh, open parentheses asset two return close parentheses, and the series goes on and on. And by way of contrast, your expected return for our um, theoretical portfolio A would be equal to open parentheses asset one portfolio weight, close parentheses, open parentheses asset one expected return, close parentheses, plus um, open parentheses asset two portfolio weight, close parentheses, open parentheses asset two expected return, close parentheses. And the series again goes on and on. Uh, the expected return on a portfolio can also be estimated in a more sophisticated manner with the capital asset pricing model. The capital asset pricing model assumes that investors require a risk premium that is proportional to the amount of systemic risk that they are bearing. Here, an PE analyst can measure the systemic risk of an investment uh, with its beta, a figure that measures the sensitivity of an investment's return to the market return. For each 1% change in the market portfolio's returns, the investment's, returns is, the investments return is expected to change by the beta figure due to risks that it has in common with the market. The most common way to estimate a stock's beta is to regress its historical returns on the market's historic, uh, historical returns. So, um, you would do that with this equation. Here, the expected return for stock A is going to be equal to your risk-free interest rate plus your beta, uh, open parentheses, expected market return for the portfolio, uh, minus your risk-free rate, close parentheses. Uh, when this equation is graphed, right, the resulting line is called the security market line. And listeners should bear in mind that betas can be both positive uh, and negative. A negative beta indicates that a stock performs well when the market is performing uh, poorly, but performs poorly when the market performs well. But what is the market here, right? Well, at least three different baselines can be provided. Uh, The first baseline, of course, is the Dow Jones Industrial Average, an index that consists of a portfolio of 30 large industrial stocks. Uh, the second possible baseline is the S&P 500, a uh, evaluated portfolio of 500 of the largest stocks. And the final baseline is a hypothetical market uh, portfolio composed of all risky investments in the market held in proportion uh, to their value. Uh, listeners who are interested in this subject uh, should consult a neighboring podcast uh, on portfolio management where we go more uh, go into that subject uh, in more depth. So let's talk now about uh, calc- uh, calculating capital costs. Right. So if firms source of financing, which usually consists of debt and equity, um, represent its capital. The typical firm raises funds to invest by selling shares to stockholders and borrowing from lenders. The relative proportions of debt, equity, and other securities that a firm has outstanding constitute its capital structure. Financial managers take into account each component of the firm's capital structure when determining the firm's overall cost of capital. When investors buy the stock or bonds of a firm, they forego the opportunity to invest that money elsewhere. The expected returns from those alternative investments constitute an opportunity cost to them. Thus, to attract um, their investments as capital to the firm, the firm must offer potential investors an expected return equal to what they could expect to earn elsewhere, assuming the same level of risk. Providing this return is the cost a company bears in exchange for obtaining capital from investors. A firm's overall cost of its equity and debt capital is the weighted average cost of capital. The weighted average cost of capital calculation is different for firms uh, that have debt than those that don't. For the latter, all of the free cash flows generated by its assets are ultimately paid out to its equity holders. Because the free cash flows to the equity holders are the same as the free cash uh, cash flows from the assets, the market value, risk, and cost of capital for the firm's equity are equal to the corresponding amounts for its assets. Given this relationship. Um, An IB or PE analyst could estimate the firm's equity cost of capital uh, using the capital asset pricing model, uh, which was covered previously in this podcast. But what if a firm has debt, right? Uh, Then you use this equation. Uh, Your weighted average cost of capital is going to be equal to, uh, open parentheses, fraction of firm value financed by equity, close parentheses, uh, open parentheses, equity cost of capital, close parentheses, Plus, open parentheses, fraction of firm value uh, financed by debt, close parentheses, uh, open parentheses, debt cost of capital, close parentheses. And uh, another way of saying this is that this is just your asset cost of capital, right? Well, a firm's debt cost of capital uh, is the interest rate that it would have to pay to refinance its existing debt. This rate differs from the coupon rate on the firm's existing debt, which reflects the interest rate the firm has to offer um, at the time the debt was issued. The yield to maturity for a firm's debt can be used to estimate uh, this figure. So your yield to maturity is going to be equal to uh, your CPN uh, times open parentheses 1 over y, close parentheses, open parentheses 1 minus, open parentheses 1 divided by, uh, open parentheses 1 plus y, uh, close parentheses, uh, capital, capital N, close parentheses, close parentheses, uh, plus FB, face value, uh, divided by, uh, open parentheses 1 plus y, close parentheses, n. And another way of saying this is just plain English, is that your present value of all periodic coupon payments uh, plus your present value of the face value repayment using uh, the yield to maturity is in turn uh, equal to your yield to maturity. Uh, After calculating the pre-tax costs and adjusting for the federal uh, interest tax deduction, the resulting figure uh, is the firm's effective cost of debt, and your effective cost of debt is going to be equal to your pre-tax debt cost, uh, open parentheses one minus your corporate tax rate, close parentheses. Firms can also raise revenue uh, by issuing preferred stock. In most cases, holders of preferred stock uh, are promised a fixed dividend which must be paid before any dividends can be paid to common shareholders. If the preferred dividend is known and fixed, an IB or PE analyst can estimate the the preferred stock's capital cost by using this equation. And here, your cost of preferred stock is going to be equal to uh, your preferred dividend over your preferred stock price. And that concludes uh, this 16th session out of 100 uh, on corporate finance.